This podcast is brought to you by Leopard, your guide to tailor-made travel in Southern Africa. To find out more about what we do at Leopard, visit leopard.voyage. Um, it's really hard when people ask me what my favorite national park or reserve or wilderness area is because they're all so different and so special and they're in each in their own way, um, especially in South Africa because they're, they're just incredible diversity. Um, we've got the most, I think the third most biological diversity on earth after Indonesia and Brazil. Um, so, so they're all so different and they all have their own um, appeal and feeling to me. Um, and so... Yeah, I'm in, I'm, after that trip, I mean, during that trip, I fell in love with my country and I really became proud. Like, I, all, I really felt like South Africa is, 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 a, is a fantastic country um, that deserves as much you know, support and, and pride as possible. Uh, yeah, the first one, would, as I mentioned earlier, to spend time. If you can, spend time in a place and don't rush it. Um, if you if you, you rush it, you're going to be disappointed. Um, yeah, there's so much out of your control when it comes to wildlife photography. There's the light, the animal, the place. Um, you know, um, so yeah, you've got to go in with quite a humble attitude, um, accepting that you might not get the best shot ever. Um, and then, yeah, get up early and spend the whole day out there, and and only go home when it's like really pitch dark. And if you've Back to the lodge. It's pitch dark, and you you know you're too tired to carry on, because that's how that's how the best um, imagery is captured. Um, obviously, you've got to have the right lens as well and the right gear. I think uh, for wildlife, you need to have a long lens, telephoto lens, just to 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 zoom in adequately. At first, uh, when I went into the Cape White Academy, the first course, a lot of people were smelling gooseberries and uh, in their savio blanket. Yet, I know me, I never knew what a gooseberry was like coming uh, from Zimbabwe and uh, never have ate it in my whole life. But uh, as I got into it, uh, the lecturers actually were speaking about why not in an intimidating way but in a fun way that actually caught to me and uh, that i get to rub it off the guests a, lo uh, a lot when they feel intimidated about wine wine shouldn't be intimidating at all it should be fun one other thing another guest's favorite is the bush wine experience where we get to watch this wine testing in the bush and i think there's nothing more enjoyable than having a fine african wine surrounded by the bush by the African bush and sometimes you get to see elephants from the distance or rhinos from the distance that you're testing wine, which is a, which is a great uh, concept. I'm someone who's like very much a believer in truth and like depth. I don't like surfacey things. I like to understand things deep down. Um, and if you know those, if you, if you look for the truth in Johannesburg and you look for the greatness of what it has on offer, uh, it's actually easy to sell. I think I'm a terrible salesperson except for when it comes to Johannesburg because I love the city. Um, so, I mean, it's got, I think the people are the, the best thing about it in a way. Um, and I hope I'm not jumping ahead for questions here, but I do think the people are amazing and the art and uh, I think people are very resilient and, and that's specifically true right now. Maybe, uh, I don't know where the listeners are all from, but maybe they wouldn't know this, that Johannesburg, um, has a huge amount of archaeological his, uh, sort of um, background as well in that we've got the cradle of humankind. So 45 minutes away from Johannesburg is the cradle, which has produced more early human fossils than anywhere on Earth. So 
Uh, we've got this amazing, very, very early history, which is you know just under three million years old. So I like to think that there's been um, uh, humans and their ancestors here a long time. Uh, Northern KwaZulu-Natal didn't have any legislation allowing the development of a Big Five reserve on private land. So KwaZulu-Natal in those days, the, the Natal Parks Board, um, zone officers embarked on a, on a plan to try and get the legislation changed to allow the, the reintroduction of lion, elephant, cheetah um, and buffalo onto private land. Uh, rhino already existed on private land, so that was covered within the agricultural and conservation side. But the other animals weren't. The threats to rhino continue and remarkably in South Africa, the losses within the state reserves have been so big in the last 10 years that the private sector rhino owners in the country now control more than 60% or 70% of the rhinos in the country um, and between 30 and 40% remains in state reserves. And the private sector population has not grown significantly. It's just that the losses within the state reserves have been significant in the last 10 years. Okay, so my work is very different in the sense that once you see it, you don't really know what you're looking at until you get closer and then you're able to really see the details or the way I've worked with the materials. I love using shapes. I love using colors. I love, um, you know, playing or experimenting with what I'm doing. And it's very intuitive, experimental um, and playful, actually. And the playfulness is very intentional. Either sewing or writing, or I really have to be focused. Um, I really have to be in that moment to create what I make. And that calms me down because anxiety is always like on fleek. <laughs> um, but yeah, it really calms me and it really helps me you know, really be aware of my spaces, where I'm at, and really helps me process everything that's going on. Uh, you know, it is such an iconic species. It is beautiful. It makes this amazing, wonderful sound. They are so charismatic, you know, just visiting them, watching them waddle around. Their loyalty to partnership is another thing that I find fascinating. Their social knit in terms of a community of penguins, but also in terms of looking after their young and their fledglings. This is a little bit of heaven, um, Murdoch Beach, and I really enjoy going there with family and friends and just having a little picnic and, and swimming. Its flora and to a lesser extent its fauna has impressed naturalists since the first naturalists who arrived in the Cape. Um, and it's distinctly different from any other flora on the continent. Um, it's renowned for its exceptional diversity, but not only the diversity, the endemism. So the, the species that are unique and found nowhere else on the planet. Um, a very high number of rare plants. And then what's really for me fascinating is this rapid change in species over a, over a very short distance. That's uh, about 68% are endemic, um, meaning they occur nowhere else on, on the planet. So, so what that really means is if you walk in in these mountains, Two out of every three plant species you come across are found here and nowhere else. Certainly there's been, a, you know, there's a lot of interest and if you, if in the medicinal and food value of Feinbos, and if you think, um, you know, for 50, 60, 80,000 years, people lived in these landscapes and, uh, 
The fynbos was the chemist, the fynbos was their pantry, that's what they lived off. And then we'll, we'll try, um, last night we've done a beautiful dune dinner, it was wind still, the temperature was absolutely perfect, there was not a cloud in sight, um, hardly any moon, so these beautiful stars at 9 o'clock in the evening and you were sitting on the crest of this dune and just felt that you could almost touch the sky. Just having an open air experience like that is sometimes enough. So for us it's really about just making sure we stay true, don't overcomplicate it, and the emphasis is on great flavor. That's, that's for us the, the biggest push. I think the fact that we are dedicating a full team on exploring what South Africa cuisine and services. I think that's that's quite a, a big stance we're taking. We went and handpicked a team and the brief is very simple. Just do it South African and do it well. So I think Klein Jan also offers Chef Jan the, the canvas in South Africa to represent well, South Africa better. Thanks for listening to this episode. To find out more about what we do at Leopard, visit leopard.voyage.